everyone, welcome to Home From Home, a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice. We're just two women, wives, and moms who like girls, but love God. This is a safe place for real conversation where we will talk about the real highs and lows of life as disciples with added baggage. Can we help you with that? Welcome to your beautifully messy home from home. In this episode, we answer some of your questions that you have submitted through our website forum. We talk about celebrating our sexual orientation and supporting our colleagues as we celebrate how they're living their life. We also talk about the difficulties that come with some of these questions. Welcome to your beautifully messy home from home. Hello, party people. Welcome back to the Beautifully Messy Home From Home podcast. We are so excited to have you with us. Clearly, I am in an exciting mood today, considering we're party people. Uh, This is going to be a shorter episode. We are not going to do a messy moment today, but we are going to jump right into uh, some Q&A that we have gotten on the through the website forum uh, where you guys submit your questions, which we're very grateful for. Please keep sending your questions in. Uh, but today we're going to answer just two questions. Uh, and so it'll be short and sweet. So we will jump right into it. Ellen, take it away. Yeah, well, this question uh, starts off with, hey, Topher and Thomas, love you guys. We love them too. Love the podcast. We love their podcast too. Happy to stand in their stead while uh, they take some time off. Thanks for all that you're doing. With Pride Month and all that happened recently, I find that a part of me wants to celebrate too. I kind of want to buy the merch and throw a party. I wondered, do you think same-sex attracted Christians have room to celebrate our orientation? I think it depends on what you mean by celebrate and by orientation. Can we celebrate who we are? Yes, absolutely. Celebrate how God made us uniquely and individually. Yes, celebrate the effects that same-sex attraction has on our personal refinement and our connection with God? Yes, absolutely. But celebrate the fact that we're same-sex attracted? I, I just, I just, it just doesn't compute with me. I don't think it's necessarily that it's inherently wrong. I just don't see the point. In the same way that I think celebrating being attracted to the opposite sex doesn't make much sense either. Um, one example I use a lot is, uh, as a parallel, is anger, right? I'm a very angry person by nature. That in and of itself is certainly not sinful. The Bible doesn't say, do not be angry. It says, in your anger, do not sin. I think the same is true for those of us who are uh, Christians and attracted to any sex, right? And the Bible never says, don't be attracted to the same sex or the opposite sex. It says, in your attraction, do not sin, essentially. So, um, you know, if we're going to use anger as a parallel here, would I celebrate the fact that I'm angry? I don't think so. I'm not ashamed about it. I certainly don't think I need to wake up every morning ashamed of the fact that I'm still angry and haven't been cured of it. But I also don't think it makes sense to wake up and say, yes, I'm still angry. I'm so happy. I'm going to celebrate, right? I think my anger, just like my same-sex attraction, is just a neutral reality. It just is. But it's what I do with it that can be a cause for celebration or not. If I choose to honor God with it, then absolutely, there's a tremendous amount of room to celebrate because I'm living in accordance with the way that I was created. I'm honoring God. I'm getting closer to who he created me to be. 
And then also there are lots of other effects I can benefit from as well as a same-sex attracted Christian that can be celebrated. I get to learn how to rely on God in a unique way. I get to embrace some of the, the fruits of the spirit in a unique way that many others don't get to experience, kind of like we talked about a couple of uh, podcasts ago. So I get to explore other, other avenues of uh, intimacy in my marriage that maybe I wouldn't if I were heterosexually attracted, right? So I guess my answer to this question, is there room for us to celebrate our same-sex attraction, is Yes and no. I don't think it makes sense to celebrate the neutral reality of any sexual attraction, but there is certainly tremendous cause for celebration all throughout our experience with our same-sex attraction. Yeah, and I and I can definitely understand where this question is coming from personally because I think there right now especially in our in the younger generation there is this overwhelming need to celebrate. Hmm. <laughs> anything all parts of identity yeah yeah. and so I can see how it's like well if you get to celebrate you know this side of you like why can't I celebrate this part of my orientation as a Christian you know uh and I can write the the FOMO piece of it is like ah I'm fearful I'm missing out on on celebrating this Mm -hmm. side of me uh but I think again in light of everything that Ellen is saying it's like there is uh, celebrating the freedom in Christ. And, and we talk about this often, and I usually mention this personally, like I love to celebrate the peace that I have. And I was actually just on LinkedIn this morning and um, I'm in sales and a salesperson had had posted, <laughs> just follow me with this. I know I'm, this is quite the tangent that has nothing to do with same-sex attraction, but I promise it goes parallel. It goes okay. hand in hand. Uh, but, you know, the salesperson was saying, you know, uh, for for the typical salesperson, you're usually celebrated for how much above and beyond quota you hit or whatever pipeline you have or how many meetings you're taking with customers. But then they were like, actually, like the true value of being a great salesperson is the peace that you get to wake up with every day and the mm. peace that you have at home. And the lack of anxiety, right? All this preparation. And that really stood out to me because I was like, gosh, yes, peace is not talked about enough. That the peace that we get to have as um, individuals, right? Like anxiety, there are so many people on anti-anxiety medicine or who are having panic attacks because finding peace is really hard. And for me personally, to bring it all back together, right? Like I did not have peace when I was in the depths of wrestling through my life as a lesbian. Like I, I was, there was something always at conflict within me. And when I, you know, found my way back to God and started living a righteous life, I could wake up in the morning with such peace. Mm. And I was like, wow, I never knew this is what I was missing or what I really needed. Uh, and so there are other things that we can celebrate outside of just specifically, you know, our orientation in relation to this question. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. The culture we live in, you're right. You do. There is some of that FOMO or, hey, everybody else is celebrating their sexual orientation, something that I've historically felt ashamed about. And so therefore I want to celebrate it too. And I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating how God made us just generally, right? We're all microcosms of God. We're all made in his image. I do think we want to be aware of idolatry, though, right? Um, You know, it's the first commandment for a reason, I think, because we will all constantly struggle with it. But I think for all of us, whether we're same-sex attracted or not, there are parts of us that, of course, we can be proud of and celebrate certain attributes or characteristics. But anything that we elevate above our identity in Christ is inherently problematic. There will be that lack of peace that you're talking about because it's 
incongruent with the way that God created us for him to be first in our minds, in our hearts, in our lives, right? So if I see myself first and foremost as same sex attracted, if that characterizes who I am more than God's daughter does, then there's an idolatry issue going on. So no matter where you fall on this question, listener, right, I encourage you to make sure that you're never celebrating anything more than you're celebrating your identity in Christ, who he made you to be, how he sees you. That is we're celebrating more than any individual characteristic that he he made us with or that we have. Yeah, and I'll I'll wrap up the um, this question with these lyrics. If you have not heard of Jimmy Needham, <clears throat> Jimmy Needham is an incredible Christian artist, but he has this song called "Clear the Stage," and it's uh, about idolatry. <clears throat> and the and the bridge always sticks out to me. And when I heard this song, I was like, "Oh, that is so convicting." But the bridge says, um, "Anything anything I put before my God is an idol. Anything I want with all my heart is an idol." And anything I can't stop thinking of is an idol. And anything that I give all of my love to is an idol. And that I was like, wow, that's so true, right? Like anything we give all of our heart to, anything that we put before God, right, is an idol. So thanks for for answering that question, Ellen. Uh, And then we just wanted to um, answer one more question that came in. And this is pretty typical. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But a typical question that we get, which is, um, you know, can we celebrate pride, pride month, you know, an event at work with pride that has to do with pride? Can we celebrate that alongside our coworkers or alongside our friends? And again, we totally understand where this question is coming from, right? Because when you're at work and you have a gay coworker, a trans coworker, somebody who uh, you have created, you've you've reached across the bridge and you have said, hey, I'm going to build a relation. I'm not afraid of this person's orientation or how they live their life. I am going to show Jesus's love to them. Right. But then there are roadblocks that come and there are challenges that come because then they say, hey, you know, hey, Morgan, um, we're having a pride event at work. We have some really awesome pride shirts. Can I give you one? Do you want to come? Right? So now you're in this tension of, oh, shoot. I show Jesus' love to people who don't necessarily want to follow him right now, which is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love our neighbors. But now they have asked me to wear a rainbow flag shirt. And if I put that rainbow flag shirt on, I'm going to sin is usually what we tell ourselves. (laughs) Uh, you know, and when this when this gentleman asked me this question, mind you, this was a you know an older gentleman in his fifties who, super kind, um, and yeah, has built these great relationships at work. And I was like, well, what do you think you should do? He was like, well, I guess I don't really see a problem with wearing the shirt. I'm just, but I I don't want them to think that I approve of a gay lifestyle. And I was like, well, do you think wearing a shirt is going to tell them that? It's like, well, I guess not. And I was like, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you because what you have showed them is love and friendship and compassion and treating them as humans with kindness, dignity and respect, you know, uh, and you wearing a shirt is supporting them in, in how they're choosing to live their life right now and, and where they're at in life. Right. If they came to you and said, hey, I want to know God and I want to follow God 100%. And 
they get baptized and then they're like, okay, now let's go celebrate, you know, uh, living life as, you know, um, a, a gay lifestyle, right? Then we have a different conversation on our hands. But these are people who are just part of your colleagues at work. And so um, anyways, my my response to him was specifically, hey, like I understand the tension and the uncomfortability that comes with this question. Uh, however, I don't personally think wearing a t-shirt to a work event to go support your gay coworker uh, means that you're in sin, right? Like they know you're a Christian, they know what you believe in, but they also have seen the love that you have shown them, which reflects God, uh, which I think is way more powerful and that you are a safe place. If for some reason the Holy Spirit prompts them to want to come to know God, you would be a safe person for them to go to because you have a friendship, you have shown them love, uh, which to me is what God calls us to do right in the scriptures. So if you've come across mm -hmm. that issue, you know, Ellen, I don't know if you have gotten that question too, or if you have any other thoughts, but um, I know that's one that I hear often. Yeah, I hear this. Actually, usually it's the same question with a rainbow t-shirt. <laughs> I've gotten the same question about the exact same piece of clothing. And I always like to say, you know, a sort of like what you're saying, Morgan, that I've never gone into a department store and, you know, at the top of the roof there, it says juniors and misses and misters and whatever, I don't know, boys, girls. And there's never been a section that says like righteous or holy clothing and unholy or unrighteous clothing, right? So I think that we cannot characterize clothing in and of itself as pure or impure or righteous or unrighteous. I think an entire, you know, every time someone asks me this question, I always say it's a matter of personal conscience. It does not say in the Bible specifically, you can or cannot wear a rainbow t-shirt, for example, right? So we all have to kind of wrestle before God with this in our consciences. And so when whenever that this kind of conscience consideration comes up, we always have to um, discern our motivation in it. What is our heart? What is our intent? What is our motivation in wearing this shirt? Is it because we don't want to offend? We're afraid of what other people will think of us. If so, that's probably not the right heart in which to wear something, right? If it's because we want to stand up and say, look, though I don't, you know, agree with this life, I don't agree this is what God wants for his people. I do agree that God says everyone has the free will to live their life however they'd like, and they all deserve to be treated with kindness, dignity, and respect. If that's what that means to you, then amen. There's nothing inherently wrong with wearing this, this rainbow t-shirt, for example, right? But I think we need to consult our conscience. And then whatever we decide in our conscience, we need to communicate that in a loving but also righteous way. So, you know, it's a tough balance to strike because treating with pe people with kindness, dignity, and respect, standing up for justice, upholding people's free God-given free will is never supposed to encroach upon our personal righteousness, right? So we kind of have to fight for that messy middle where we say, well, I have to consult my personal righteousness in my conscience, but also how God would call me to love and care for and treat uh, with kindness, dignity, respect, and stand up for righteousness and justice for other people. So that really is a wrestle match. And everyone's going to come out with a different uh, opinion on that, right? A different personal conscience um, thought on that. So I think there's room to respect people and however they come, whatever decision they come to, but I think when we communicate it to other people, whether we decide, yes, I can wear that rainbow shirt or no, I cannot wear that rainbow shirt, whatever we decide is not right or wrong. It's how we implement the, that decision and how we communicate it that could be right or wrong. Love that. Thanks for shedding light on that, Ellen. And um, 
that wraps up the episode for today. Again, thank you for submitting your questions. We love to hear from you. We want to hear from you. So if there's anything burning on your heart, you can submit it anonymously uh, and we will do our best to answer them. And if you have any questions or feedback, again, we want to hear that too. We know that Thomas and Tova are taking um, a nice little break. So thank you for your patience as we navigate this podcast and you get to hear all of our messy mom moments. Uh, But again, thanks for joining us today and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Home From Home. We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home From Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthandweakness.org.